Welcome to Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration. It's a weekly show that goes out over YouTube and as a podcast over all of the major channels. And each week I get to sit with an inspiring person and listen to them tell their story and share it with all of you. This week is no different. I'm here with uh, Lamede Adonye. Yes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Lamede and I met before Christmas? Yeah. A few months ago anyway at a Queen's Commonwealth Trust event and her story really inspired me so I thought I'd ask her onto the show and uh, have, a, have a deeper chat. Uh, Lamede is the co-founder of LIV uh, which stands for Learn, Inspire, Visualize, Elevate. Yes. Got it? Yes. <laughs> it's a mentoring program for young people from lower socioeconomic uh, backgrounds uh, aimed at year 8 to 12 which is high school uh, for those Hmm? 8 to 13. 8 to, what 13, did I say? 8 12. to, oh god. So there's one, yeah. 8, eight to 13, I, I was out by a year. So yeah. anyway, it's high school <laughs> students. Thank you very much for the, for the correction. And uh, it, it, it do, uh, helps um, bridge uh, the gap, I guess, between education and, and, uh, and work. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Lamede is also a top 10 UK rear rising star. Yeah, what an so. amazing title. <laughs> Thank you. It sounds nice, doesn't it? Top, top 10. 10. Yeah. Do you know where you are in the team? I'm 9. You're 9? I'm okay. That's not 10. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. A politics and philosophy graduate. Uh, did some uh, leadership work at the Aleto Foundation, which is, uh, which is a foundation designed to uh, develop future leaders. Mm -hmm. and of course, Lamade is one of those. Mm -hmm. uh, been volunteering for a long time, done stuff with uh, Samaritan Salvation Army did some uh, volunteer programs with the anniversary Olympics and Paralympics, so the year after the London Olympics 2013 was the anniversary. Uh, and I read interestingly in your LinkedIn profile, aspires to change the world by influencing policies and rules on education and young people. A very lofty and noble goal. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. So, uh, and I'm sure you're already doing that. So, Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Honestly, I'm very honoured to say thanks for well, having me. Well, I'm honoured uh, that, that you're here. So let's start by talking about your your business. You co-founded it with your best friend. Yeah, right? so Kikar Didiji. Um, we started at the end of year 13. So the whole like story behind it is essentially we went to um, a McKinsey leadership program. So you'll see a trend there like leadership programs yeah, um, and yeah so this is the year 13 and they gave us a challenge to create our own leadership program and come back for like a, the graduate um, program the year later yeah. and telling us what we've done with our time within the past year and when we were walking out so quite a lot of the people that attended they had already like their schools had relationships with McKinsey before I didn't even know what McKinsey was until we went there that literally the way I went there I went on Google I was like what can I do over the summer and then we like it came up and um, I sent it to um, kick and we're like yeah let's go for it and we got in but quite a lot of the people there were from like, this was a summer school. thing so yeah, what's, what's wrong with going to the beach well, we're in London, <laughs> I'm not going South End, because that's not really a beach, that's sad, and March, and just, yeah, cold. Um, so yeah, we were like, let's do, I guess it's because we were in year 13 as well, and we were, I wasn't, personally, I wasn't really sure I wanted to study at university. So you were 13 at the time? No, no, year 13, 13 so I was okay. 17, yeah, 17 or 18, mm -hmm. I don't think I turned 18 yet. Um, oh, <laughs> these are the days. <laughs> um, so yeah, we decided, 
that not many people that looked like us in terms of coming from like a state school um, went to those type of programs. So our idea was to inform it was basically to tell people about unknown information because a lot of opportunities are out there but if you don't have access to it then right. what's the point like you don't know what you don't know exactly yeah, that was yeah. the ba that was the basis of it so the whole idea was for it to be like for young people by young people mm -hmm. and just teach them the soft skills that they need to like thrive in the work environment also situations like that because if if not for things i've done previously so like athletics, netball, my just team working skills, me going to a group with people that I feel as if I don't have in common with because I've already made that assumption perhaps that like private school kids are snobby or all these things, me going there will be quite hard for me to like integrate and mm. also build relationships with those type of people. So, but because I, I'm a social individual, um, it turns out I'm 80% introvert, extroverted. I was like, I did the test. And who I'm, would have thought? Like, who would have yeah. known? Wow. It's like 80% is quite a high percentage. Um, <laughs> Here we go, um, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news, guys. Um, but that allowed, those things just allowed me to be able to go into new situations and yeah. just be myself as well. And I think that's a very important thing that I do authenticity, especially in unknown environments. And those were the things that we believe that if you give other people exposure to, they will be able to do the same as well. Yeah. So our things like networking, things like teamwork, things like um, professional etiquette, like how do you actually behave at like an interview? How can you also ask the interviewer questions and also show that you're interested without just regurgitating all the things that you've read online yeah. or on the website essentially. So with Live, we teach them the soft skills and we started in, so this was like summer 2015 mm -hmm. and then we started in January 2016, which is crazy, it's like four years ago. Um, and we ha literally had like three mentees um, in my church, just like meeting bi-weekly, so twice a week, um, twice a, every two weeks. Um, and te learn, teaching them different soft skills. So one week it could be on motivation, the next week it could be on revision techniques. And then this is you and your co-founder? Yeah, so we came right. up with all the content um, and we had like different mentees that were like our friends, but obviously like DBS checks and everything um, that we believe could add value to the young people who are trying to serve essentially. Right. Um, and since then it's been crazy because you've just grown a lot and sometimes you, I guess it's like do not despise the, the small beginnings because sometimes you're just like oh, I want to be everywhere, I want to take over England, take over the world but it's like being able to see from three, three mentees to work with over like 120 young people over the past four years and seeing how it's grown and developed so like 120 over the last four years yeah well that's uh that's a real scale yeah, yeah. honestly like from three to 120 and like affecting it's a lot of growing. lives yeah so yeah. it's been it's been very um encouraging to hear like the results of it as well yeah. not even to me it's not even about the numbers it's more about the people's lives are able to touch like even today on my way here one of my um my mentees who's now literally my friend and she's gone off to uni as well and she just comes like just comes to our um workshop she was she called me um, at uni because she just got her first result and she was like, clever day, I don't know if I'm gonna get her first because what I got was, she was like embarrassed. So I think she just like passed her, and I, she, yeah, she just passed. So I was like, well, at least you did fail, number one. And secondly, um, and she was like, did that ever happen to you? Because I graduated with her first, but yeah. that whole story was really good, honestly, because you tried to kill me, it's fine, I survived. Um, and I was like, yes, literally, the my first assignment, I literally had to beg my lecturer, like, please, we mark it, because I know I'm smarter than this. Oh. Like, <laughs> the, the 
grades that I got was not reflecting what I believed to be my intelligence. So Amazing. I had to just like share with her because I guess when people put you on a pedestal in a way or they see the end goal, they don't realize the journey that it took the journey, to get yeah, there. That's yeah, that's a really good point. So I was like, yeah, yeah honestly. Um, I too got probably worse than you yeah. in my first assignment and then today she sent me a video saying that in her next assignment she got a first I was like how can you go from just passing to a first and she said and I think it's because of a conversation I had with you as well because you were just able to encourage well, me and tell good me good kudos like, thank you I was I, I think to be honest I was just being honest like with her telling yeah. her that honestly what you learn at um a levels what in terms of like essay based or writing essays and what you learn at university those are two different skills like essay writing in university and essay writing in a levels are not the same like i had yeah. to relearn how to write an essay and i thought my english was pretty good i thought yeah. i could i thought i could write you know and then <laughs> i'm getting my results and it's like until secondly i didn't know how to reference properly so yeah well it's the, it's the little failures that form us isn't Honestly. it how do, how do you uh, how do you find the people the people that come through your program where did they come from so it tends to be like word of mouth or social media and more like now we're trying to get more into schools and yeah. build relationships with schools because obviously that's where yeah. the, the young people are so yeah and how if uh, if a school or a young person watching this now yeah wants to get involved how do they do that follow us on our social media so at live underscore mentoring so that's on twitter and instagram links below yes yes and um you can send us an email as well at live inquiries at outlook.com probably sure you put the links below i'll so, put the links below yeah and also if we have um an event well the deadline is on sunday so i don't know when it's going to come up but we have an, an event with kpmg for um black students in year eight to year 11 to teach and it's called like introduction to professional services yeah. and that was because we found that um, many don't really know what professional services are until like university yeah. and it feels or even maybe six when we begin to get more yeah. of an understanding but based on like the work we've done we found that evidence like it all starts earlier like once you start making the waves yeah. earlier that you by the time you're in second or in sixth form or in university you already have accumulated all those skills and it's like second nature to you yeah. so me speaking with you now is like second nature because of all the things i've done previously <clears throat> rather than me it only starting at university or yeah. only starting after I graduated essentially yeah. Yeah. So, yeah it's a good point you know often education whether it's whether it's high school or after that is uh, is sort of some sort of preparation event where you know why i mean why wait why, why isn't your experience woven in uh, yeah, do you have a view on that oh i have many views what? um so i think with that is it's weird because i feel as if some people like so i did philosophy and i think that everybody in this whole world should do philosophy at least a module in philosophy because firstly you did learn you do a broad to spectrum what type of philosophy yeah so it was yeah. like um theory so we learn like nietzsche we learn about um the theory of like the mind and brain in a van and you actually a human being and all those things are like yeah. can get something what metaphysics yeah. Think, yeah and then we did like meta ethics as well but also um my favorite my favorite module was in final year and it was on what was it i think it was yeah existentialism and phenomenology and the whole idea of like wholeheartedness um and all these things but to me is how i was able to applicate apply it to my own life yeah. so one of like the lectures will be on how you can actually do something wholeheartedly and actually engage yourself in this whole like idea or whole theory or whole uh, like moment 
wholeheartedly rather than just doing it for the sake of using it as a means to an end essentially right and i think that when you're able to think properly and actually put yourself in that situation so when i'm writing my essays i'm like what do what do i lamaday think about this situation what do i have to say about this isn't not rather than me just regurgitating yeah. what other theorists have said or what other um historians have said i'm actually Deep adding value thoughts, yeah. exactly yeah. and i think that is able to allow me to understand other people's perspectives appreciate it more as well and allow it to form mine but yeah. i'm coming up with my own theory my own like myself yeah. and like you were saying about it being a preparation event i definitely agree with you i feel like i, well, I was in education for the majority of my life yeah. and to some like when you leave is now like now what does life end because you were told that so let's say during secondary school to six even from nursery perhaps or even from primary school you're told you need to go to university you need to go to university you need to go to university and everybody's telling you that your parents your teachers well, only 30 percent of the population in the uk go to university really i didn't know that that's fascinating yeah but oh you need to get a job perhaps if not university you need to get a job and it's like okay so you believe that's all you need to do and you work towards all of that and you do go to university and you're now like okay now what because no one has actually prepared you what to do at university yeah or what to do after university yeah. they just told you to me they were, my, the knowledge i would do is like they'll tell you to you need to make it to the starting line but no one has actually taught you how to run they yeah. just told you you need to make it to the starting line they don't tell you what techniques you need to do they don't tell they don't teach you how to like run how to actually run for 100 meters all the different you're not really trained properly you're just told you need to get to the starting line and to me that's very yeah. sad because a lot of people they might feel it can, can be a very underwhelming experience because you've not got to the starting line and it's not that fun you don't enjoy it you don't want to be there yeah. but you feel as if you must get there because all maybe the, the past wrong 10 years. the wrong line or something i exactly. I, I completely agree with that yeah. so here's here's a challenging question or a question that may be challenging what would you change about the education system i would make it more practical in a sense that i'm able to apply it to my own life so i'm not just learning about facts and figures that may be good for some but it's not actually relevant to me so in a sense that you can learn all the theories and all of this but if you do not know how to apply it it's pointless so i will use chemistry as the perfect example so i did chemistry at a levels and that was purely for the sake of character building because I felt. Um, <laughs> but I didn't, well, I got a D, but essentially, yeah. Um, but if, and the reason was because I knew all the theory, but I didn't know how to apply it in reality. Yeah. And unless you know how to apply the, the chemistry to different um, questions that might be asked, because I could memorize all the things, all the formulas, but if I don't know how to apply it, there's no point. Yeah. And the same goes to the education system that you might know all these things, you might be so smart in theory but if you do not know how to operate the world it's like it's a completely different game essentially like the way it works in school and the way there's a disconnect between the way it is in school and the way it is in reality like more people are moving away from formal education yeah. and it's also feels as if there's like an unwritten rule that some people if like your parents may come from an affluent background know about that you don't so on the in the um in the dinner table you guys the fact that some people even eat dinner together maybe give them an advantage over the, those that don't, don't as well yeah. or, and they will be having conversation about world news about world politics they're already engaging them in a larger scale outside of school mm -hmm. and they're able to think again about the opinions of a situation themselves but 
others are only learning what they're being taught in school and yeah. that also gives them the com the confidence let's say at this dinner table your dad's friends are there who are much older you know now you now know how to communicate with them mm. at a higher like at a different level in comparison to your friends you speak so to them you use a different language exactly so you're learning like the the dynamics between like of relationships so between the way you speak to your friends yeah. between the way you speak to like an, someone older than you an adult more senior position perhaps so this is what you mean by soft skills in a way literally yeah so and even with soft skills I think is um, building more I, I would always start from building more confidence in mm -hmm. young people because I guess it may be growing up in Nigeria definitely helped me with that but like if you do not believe you can no matter what I told you you don't think you can. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a great uh, quote or saying, and I, I can't attribute it, but if you think you can, you're right, yeah. and if you think you can't, you're, you're right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true, and it's true, and it's like, if you had that confidence to just be audacious with it, just yeah. try it, like, even if you were to fail, then cool, but like, even the fact that you get graded based on certain things, and if, it's, if it doesn't meet the arbitrary criteria, yeah. then you have a the great thing. Exactly. You touched on growing up in Nigeria and I'd love to talk to you a little bit mm -hmm. about that. You were, you were there for the first, I think, nine years yeah. of your life. Uh, uh, and um, what was your experience? What did you take away from the... Um, I've just been to Nigeria yeah. last, last, uh, last year in, in November. A wonderful place. Uh, if you haven't been to Lagos uh, or anywhere else in Nigeria, go. You want to see the future? Go there. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> you obviously spent nine years. Yeah. And I, was, I was there for a week. <laughs> well, like so, like you said, majority of my childhood was spent in Nigeria, and to me, that definitely shaped the way my my reality and my perspective towards like life, I guess. And that's because um, in what way? Like we're quite well hustlers in a way. So you you're taught yeah. to like to make it work, and you see people like the street that they'll make able to make music out of like parts and like they just and the joy that they have within them as well is like it's crazy because they're just happy and i feel like me growing up in nigeria just taught me that like the sky is not even the limit like there's footprints on the moon type of thing like you go as far as you think you can and why not try it so i think the whole idea of just being audacious with it and just like if you think you can take over the world then let's go like if you think like so i believe if i wanted to become an astronaut i will find a way to get to america and to go to nasa and i'll find my food there's, there's sort of an innate is, i mean is that you lamaday is, is i don't know very I feel typical like for a nigerian person maybe it's in my family so yeah. i can't necessarily say it's typical for a nigerian person from a family of astronauts <laughs> no um but i think like growing up in nigeria but also having the family i have i think definitely attribute to my family as well because um, they kind of just allowed me to fly, essentially, like, just, just spread your wings and just, just do what you want. So, like, I used to do athletics. I'll wake up at ridiculous times on Saturdays to go training. I'll come back, everyone's still sleeping. But they'll definitely, they'll pay for my transport to get there. They'll pay for, like, my athletics membership. So, I think... Like, so, they were enabling, uh, enabling and empowering. Exactly, and definitely. Yeah, the, the hustle culture, I, I, I really get that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's a market trader yeah. and, uh, and the I, music scene there is amazing and yeah. you mentioned music and, and the film no, Nollywood yeah. as they uh, call it. You need to shout, shout out to Omatola. Hello. Let's be friends. I think you like me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no definitely and I think I feel like the difference with like when I came to England I guess is the fact that I found that some people they kind of just like settle for what they have or what they get. Like it's kind of 
So I feel as if some. So this is the contrast between yeah, Nigeria and, exactly. and the UK. So I feel like some people live life in the default position. So it's kind of just yeah. like the life that you're given. You kind of just make it work for you the best they can, but you don't really choose your life for yourself. Some people live life in the default position. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, it's the philosophy. Did you just come up with yeah, it? Yeah, I did. You know. Well, that's, that's kind of like my mantra as well. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. A little bit like, don't live that in the default position. So what's the, what, what, what's the uh, motivation, what's the prod you give people who, who may be in that mindset? I feel like actually take time to know yourself yeah. and actually think about what do you want out of life? What are you passionate about? Like my worst dream or like nightmare, I guess, mm. is to, um, to like go to a grave knowing I have so many talents and not giving them my all. Or like, like my plan is to die empty, like given all the talents that I have, like that's fine. Like, and I think also knowing that, so I did um, philosophy and my t dissertation was basically on like existentialism. Yeah. Um, and that's like the idea that we can be gone any day. Yeah. So me living that as my mindset as well is that, that I don't want to get to a certain age. I'm just like, oh, I wish I did that. Or the fact that you could be gone tomorrow but there could have been so much more that you could have given to this earth and it's like the fact that you're there's only one you like there's one there's one out of one there's only one lamadel don't you like you can, might have the same name as me you might have the sure. same last name as me but you're not me like yeah. <laughs> honestly um, and i that whole idea has just made me know that like i i personally want to live my stamp on this world and say like Lamide was here, and you're gonna know about it. Um, also, well, 120 people would agree with that, I'm sure, <laughs> that have been through your program. You must have seen some amazing stories. Mm. What? Can you pick one out and, and tell us a story of somebody that you've mentored? You don't need to mention their name. Yeah. Um, so, like, one of the people is the one that I mentioned previously, but I mm. think it was one of the girls at the in the first program that we ever did, and <clears throat> she. I think in the beginning she was quite, it felt quite disengaged as if she didn't really want to be there, mm. as if like her parents were just forcing her to be there. And I guess to me is what she said to me, so initially she was like, oh Lamide, you're weird. And I know I'm weird, but she said it like an insult. And to me it's like, my weirdness is a compliment, it's, it's part yeah. of me. Um, so I was like, oh, I don't think she really likes me. Um, I don't think you're weird, why are you weird? I don't know, I like people, I'm like not weird, I'm not normal is the best way to describe it. <laughs> I don't want to be normal. Exactly. Um, but like her weirdness is like, she's just like, oh yeah, Lambda, you're weird. I was like, okay, well then. Um, and over time we just carried on working with her and we could see her come out of the shop much more. Um, and by the end of the program, and I think at this point I was going off to uni as well, she wrote me like a letter and she was like, thank you so much for like, all your help and for even for being as weird as you are and for like helping me out. <laughs> and for someone, for me, it was quite touching because initially I thought as if she didn't want to be there, that she, she was forced to be there, she didn't even like us, to the fact that she was able to write, take her time to write me a letter to say thank you. And yeah, that was just, that was honestly amazing. And even this she summer, yeah. yeah like it's like wow okay cool yeah. like what you may have thought someone thought of you you just being yourself has allowed them kind of shape their view as yeah. well yeah. um but yeah even this summer one of um so we did we do like a ready for uni event so that's basically preparing people in year 12 13 and those going to university for uni because mm -hmm. we found that unless you have an older sibling or unless you've been like you know people that have been to uni yourself you don't really 
know how to prepare for it but if you're the first generation going to university if you're the eldest child yeah um how what is uni like what is this like yeah. alien world so it was just basically to give um other like recent graduates or those currently in university share their experience honestly and just explain what university has been for them and how they can prepare for it essentially yeah. and um one of the mentees she didn't get into the university that she wanted to go to but she came along anyways and she was able to meet people that go to that now go to the university she ended up going to and even till today she was telling like she still she still speaks to some of the people that were at the event as well so it's the fact that like some friendships were actually the alumni made. sort of stays, yeah stays honestly you know, really it's cool. really cool yeah. how did you get into this because it, i mean it's not you, you, you said yourself you're not normal uh, well <laughs> certainly that that's not normal right coming mm. out of university and uh uh, and you started much earlier than that in, in charity mm. work and, and really going after very deeply a social cause. Mm. What, what, what is it in your life and your, your makeup that drew you into that? I guess it's the imbalance. So it was very um, upsetting for me to find that many could be like something really great, but because nobody has showed them how to be great, they're not at that level so even so i'm reading the trevor noah born um born a crime book i think that's what's called yeah and he was saying that some you need to give them the tools you can't just say so his examples like teach a man how to fish and not fish forever yeah. but he's like if you do not give them the fishing rod how would they know how to fish yeah so it's like you can say all these things but if you do not show them how to do so right then how are they going to be able to do so so my whole like i it's because I've received it and I feel that many would be so like audacious or so authentic in themselves if they just received the same amount yeah. of like support and care. So like even in secondary school, um, all my, I had like a school family, it's like a school parent and a school, like, it was really cute. Um, and they were just able to support me and just push me into the deep end. So like my head of you will be like, oh, day, do you want to do an assembly today? It's like, okay, yeah, cool. So I'll go up and be like, hi guys, all these things. <laughs> and it just definitely helped with my confidence. But it was just the fact that somebody believed in me to just Who was say, Mr. Rushton, shout out to you, Ms. Podoma. Mr. Rushton. <laughs> honestly. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, thank you, honestly. And it was just the whole idea that I was, again, not even just in my family, given the, um, the freedom to fly, but even at school. Mm. And there's some people that may be punished for their like, their boisterousness or how mm. like how and how loud they may be but if it wasn't but teachers took time to channel my energy properly kind of, yeah exactly and so so the, guidance access yeah. um information exactly. all of that good stuff yeah look there's probably people uh, watching or listening on a, on a podcast mm. uh, who are thinking about where they go next mm -hmm. uh, they may be at school they may be at university they may be Somebody like me, um, you know, thinking about the the next pivot. Not not that that that's something I'm thinking of, but you know, um, what advice would you give them? I'll say take time to actually think about what you want out of life and what you have to offer, and be don't be shy about it and be all like coy and be like, oh, I don't really have much to offer. You do like you have talent that only you have, but also think think big like actually think big like how can you like I, I think i can change the world and i truly believe that like think what can you do that no one else can do and work on that like actually do the small things day in day out like with live i wake up early and send out emails so i wake up early and actually plan okay what events are we going to do next how can we do all these things and 
for someone that's a big dreamer like me i had to learn that it starts in the small things it yeah. starts in like the one percent like what you do every single day like create habits and create like that mindset but it all starts with like, actually believing you can yeah. and having the confidence and the self-assurance that because some people never like say yeah i believe in you too yeah. but firstly i do believe in you if you want to take over the world let's go we can do it together and if you want to be an astronaut let's find you a way to get to nasa because i believe that you can do so um so if nobody's told you they believe in you lamaday believes in you cool um <laughs> but yeah like just and go for it like remove the whole idea of failure because it's going to hold you back because like fear is use that to your advantage like feel the fear and do it anyways like don't fall like you can doubt it maybe it won't work but think the other way maybe it will work like why wouldn't it work embrace the fear it's the uh, tonic of life yes honestly so okay i think I, I hope i've given you practical advice but in terms of okay next step what do you want to do after uni get like get work experience i would say so i was able to come out of uni and go into a job because mm -hmm. i've been volunteering since i was 14 like my cv was impressive to them but that was because i was doing what i loved and i was able to pick out what transferable skills i gained from them so to like you all these when you people like when, even when you were reading out like, all the things i did it sounded oh my god amazing but is it is cool but more time i was doing it with my friends because it was fun yeah. like but when you're able is the way you express what you do to others that yeah. can like never lie on your cv because they'll call, they'll find you out but make sure you're not downplaying what you've done yeah um actually say Talk all the things yeah exactly yeah. um yeah get experience and be like don't just stay in one like lane like explore different options and see what works for you some things you might hate okay why do you actually hate it is it because it actually forces you to do yeah. the work and you're not used to working then if that's the case you actually have to stick it out because you need you need that grit in you um if you hate it because it's just not for you then fair enough try something else but i would say like just yeah get experience also get mentors and people that can invest in you as well and tell and give you practical advice to navigate the mm. different ways of like working essentially because secondary school, sixth form, uni, all these things are different to actually working. So they are able to like prepare you better. Mm. And for me, what I've learned about adulting, because I'm now a, like a real adult, like before I was like a quasi-adult, which it really- quasi-adult, yeah. that's yeah. a, a stage in life, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I've actually concluded that the time in university, you think you're an adult, but you're not really, until you, know, you really actually start working. Preparing start. to be an adult. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like, except is going to happen. Like, I guess after uni, I just, I didn't know, I just expected myself to like flow. Just, yeah, I'll just carry on doing all the things I'm doing. Um, and then I'm working and it's just like, oh man, like I actually have, I'm an adult with responsibilities. I have to pay like big money to get on the cheap every day. And yeah, it's like, day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, or that whole idea of actually waking up every day to go to work. And even yeah. though you might really enjoy it, like I've never, worked for and you've like, actually got two jobs right? you, yeah. you, haven't, you haven't actually mentioned this but <laughs> it's you know, true. You, 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 we've been talking about your company but you do work for government yeah right? i you do work in the government yes yeah, so i've started it's yeah. a very mysterious deliberately ambiguous i think she's a spy i think i'm a spy but you i can't tell you if well, i'm you, a spy well, you just like, said that well, you think you're a spy if you think i'm a spy then perhaps i am but <laughs> But you never know until it's time for me to catch you. You couldn't <laughs> possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's confirmed or not.
Fantastic. Look, I think uh, your, um, your, your track record in such a short period of time is truly impressive and the cause that you're pursuing is particularly inspiring. You've touched 120 lives uh, and that number builds every day and I'm sure many others outside that. Namade, you're an absolute inspiration. Thank you very much for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs>